G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A man, he's got considered opinions. He's been around the game for a long, long time. We welcome him into the show every Thursday. TJ, Tony Johnson, welcome in. Hey, Staffy. Boy, there's a lot to talk about <laughs> with not much rugby being... Can we talk rugby first? Can we talk about that Wellington-Canterbury final? We haven't spoken to you since then. It was a great finale for, for a good comp. It was, and we got the best two teams, and we got the best winner in the end. Wellington were fantastic, and I've got to say, inspirational leadership by Duplessis Kidifi. He was the guy that I think made the first really big move in the game. He made a great break, and he kind of set the tone for his team, but just the relentless uh, physicality, the intensity of the attack, the way they carried the ball, the way they contested everything. They really took the game, you know, even set-piece. Um, big statement in the second half when, the, you know, they got a, a massive scrum, which is always, of course, Canterbury's uh, go-to um, default-setting weapon in situations like that. So, no, I, look, great, congratulations. And, and perhaps the one guy who, who just has quietly gone about his work and is just quietly slipping away but deserves a lot more credit than he's probably given as Leo Crowley because, as I've said to you a couple of times, that, that's, a, that's a great balanced team, uh, that Wellington side. They've got you know, the right amount of experience, the right amount of physicality, the right amount of guile, um, the, the right amount of you know, bright young things coming through. They've thrown up some stupendous talents. And I don't think anyone... Even the hardiest, crustiest Canterbury fan, I don't think anyone would really begrudge them uh, that victory, that they were deserving winners and a notable year to what was the Ramfield Shield already having been won. Interesting what you say there, because I pick up on a point was uh, the good mixture um, experience in youth. Last week we had Ruben Love on the show. This week we had Julian Savier on the show singing from the same song sheet. Like Ruben Love saying how valuable... Uh, having the experience of the likes of Julian, like TJ Piranara, et cetera, et cetera. And then Julian saying how important their youth um, were, their leadership group really embraced them. It was a beautifully orchestrated campaign. And Leo Crowley, Tamadi Ellison, Paul Tito, they must have sat back and go, we done good. Yeah, yeah. And they deserved it to have that um and it's yeah, you know, Leo's moving on now, and but I'm sure they've got a good succession plan in place for that Wellington side because the future is exciting when you look at the calibre and the age of some of those people. Mm. Peter Luck, I think, 19 years of age. I mean, even Reuben Love, um, he, he's still a very young man. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a it, it was a, a nice end. Well, you know, when you lined it up with uh, you know the Heartland games as well. Um, it was it was uh, it's a great weekend that was the finals weekend and, and this year was no different. One A rugby no longer on TV up in Auckland. Um, my understanding is it's going to carry on around the rest of the country. Um, the observation slash mm, criticism maybe again we're not. I don't feel like we've been told the full story, TJ. No, I wonder. There's a bit of a power play going on here at the moment between New Zealand rugby and the secondary schools. Um, I, you know. Part of me agrees that I think that there has been an over-glamorisation of the first 15 competition. Now, um, Martin Crowe, I think, had a real vision for it. And he was the guy that really uh, introduced the, the widespread coverage of college rugby to Sky. And he did a fantastic job of it because it is great entertainment. 
Uh, you're seeing the future stars right now. Uh, there's the heritage of well. I mean, as well, you know, the, when they line up for the, you know, things like the, the, the Grammar Tings game or the Paulson Banner game, it, it, it really is a great occasion. But somehow or other, I think it's been over-glamorised. And, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, uh, Kieran Reid said something about it with an interview that I did. Uh, it was one of those lockdown interviews. He said, you know, what's this? You know, kids go to train at 7.30 in the morning. What's that all about? That the first 15 has become, I think, all-encompassing. And I, I think there's, a, 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 you know, a couple of downsides to it. One is that you've got players who are being treated as superstars before they've even played a game of um, first-class rugby. And, and I, I think guys, you know, in, in key positions coming out of schools rugby without actually the requisite skill sets to fulfil those positions at a higher level. There's also a tendency for the first 15 to take all of the attention at the school and, and everyone else just falls into line and you get a lot of kids dropping out of the game because they don't make the first 15. That's anecdotal. I've just, just heard that from people. Mm, so mm. I, I think it's a very complex issue. I don't disagree with the idea of perhaps just diluting this whole um, fanfare around it a bit by taking it off television. But I, I, I totally agree that I, I, I think there's more to it than we're being told. And I think some of these uh, principles that are um, flexing their muscles or making these decisions, I think they also need to have a look at what's going on in their own schools and ask themselves, are we doing enough to support the kids who want to play rugby who aren't in the first 15? Yeah, really good points, TJ. Thank you. Um, the other points that people are talking about is the scheduling issue, Black Ferns playing um, at the same time as the All Blacks and Rugby Union have sort of come out and said our fault it was an oversight, uh, but you know you can watch them both, you can watch one on delay. It shouldn't have happened though, should it? No, it shouldn't, um, but it's it's not really, and I think it's a bit unfair to blame them entirely. I mean, first of all, the game in Japan, it's Japan Rugby Union sets the start time. Mm. And I, I understand, and there's a bit of talk going around about this at the moment, that that schedule may have been done because there is the potential for there to be a, 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 a deciding game in Japan's um, baseball league that same afternoon. Right. Um, baseball is the biggest game in Japan, and that, that there was some talk that they wanted to avoid a clash. That um, that, that that was why that game was scheduled for that time. Um, you know, looking into the future, I still think someone at New Zealand Rugby uh, should have seen this earlier than they did. Clearly, um, that they have made an effort to go back to Japan and say, "Can you move it?" And and that hasn't happened. Probably too late in the piece. But also, you know, that the, the, the women's game, World Rugby sets the schedule for that. Uh, so, so these are these are start times. Um, that first, the world, the world rugby thing. New Zealand wouldn't have had any influence over that whatsoever. No. Uh, world rugby would have chosen the start time. Uh, it happened. Remember, we had late kickoffs. Well, I think we had something like would we had nine o'clock kickoffs in 2011. Yes. Um, you know, and that was because of world rugby. And I think uh, you know, going to Japan and saying, "Can you move this?" And they're going, "Oh well, no, it's 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 set in stone. We don't want it to clash with something else." Uh, there's a little bit of sympathy for New Zealand rugby, but uh, by the same token, it just adds to a, a sort of slightly shambolic feel about this whole sort of end of end of tour, year tour scenario with the All Blacks and the All Blacks 15. 
it brings me back to the point about the communication with New Zealand rugby could be there's just some fundamental errors now that if that baseball thing is true if they they came out yesterday and they said we asked Japan if we could move the kickoff time to accommodate not having that clash and they can't for reasons that they told us but they didn't tell us those reasons. Now, if they had said they've got a massive baseball final and they can't move it because that's the reason, um, I'd, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Well, the whole baseball thing is just it's a speculation that apparently he's just doing the rounds on social media at the moment, so I don't know whether it's true or not. But, but whatever uh, yeah. the reason is, Japan gave them a reason and they didn't tell us what the reason. We're not going to hang, draw yeah. and quarter them, but if it's legitimate, it's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look, I, I I think that's right. I mean, you know, um, Steve too. One thing about him, where you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't universally popular, but there was always a great deal of clarity about why decisions had been made, and I think that's something that New Zealand rugby is still is still struggling with at the moment. Mm. Gosh, um, let's look more favourably on the Women's Rugby World Cup, though. Um, made the quarterfinals, tick. Um, all of the best teams uh, in the quarterfinals, tick. Um, I think all four games are reasonably one-sided, and I think we can predict it, but we're getting towards the pointy end, and we're starting to see teams name their top 15s as well. It's, it's game on from this weekend. Yeah, it is, and of course, you know, all eyes, I suppose, from a, from a New Zealand perspective, uh, on the New Zealand Wales game, and and I think this will be a really good gauge of the progress that this New Zealand team has made in certain areas of their game. We always knew that they were going to be a team that played with flair and really positive intent, which is great to see, because as we all know, there's far too much uh, negative rugby. Uh, being played around the world, and you know, to try and win trophies, and it gets you know particularly bad in knockout scenarios, um, and and so you know you've got to applaud them for that. But uh, you remember back to the pool game against Wales, although they won it comfortably in the end for a long time, it was very uncomfortable, particularly at the set piece. And I think this will be a real test of how far the team has come in that regard, and you'll be looking for a positive answer to that. And if they can come up with because, you know, they, you'd have to be confident that they will beat Wales again. And if their set pieces improve, well, that'll set them up nicely for what could be a very tough semi-final. Obviously, from what we've seen, uh, England still very much the team to beat. Uh, they had to work very hard against France. Um, and France, if New Zealand ended up playing them uh, in a week's time, well, you know, they'll be tough as well. But it's it's an intriguing scenario. You do get the feeling it's come down to a battle between three teams. But anyone takes their eye off the ball at this stage of the competition, we've seen in the past what can happen. We can. Um, talking to Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. Finally, Tony, the All Blacks are going to name their team some stage this afternoon, I think. What are you expecting? A sprinkling of uh, first liners and second liners? All first liners, all second liners? What do you think the, the right thing or well, what do you think they'll do? It's been compromised a bit, hasn't it, by there's been a few withdrawals, uh, injuries, uh, you know, Sam Whitelock um, not being there or not being able to play in, in this particular game. The only thing I'd say is they need to be wary. If I know the last time they went up there um, and, and played, this is not the World Cup at the time before, they played two games in consecutive weeks. Uh, they focused on the Bledisloe Cup first and foremost. They beat Australia, and then they put out a reduced team, uh, very much a, a, 
developmental sort of team uh, in the second match against Japan and still won that very comfortably as well. Uh, but even so, you just get the feeling that Jamie Joseph you know, might have targeted this game, that you know, if they're ever going to catch the All Blacks off guard, this might be a very good time to try and do it. Uh, they've done it in the past. I mean, you know, they have pulled off you know, individually from time to time some incredibly notable results. So I think the All Blacks can't be thinking too much uh, beyond this weekend. Uh, they'll have a plan, no doubt, for, for taking on Wales, Scotland, England. But they've got to they've got to make sure that they see off this um, Japan team. Um, I, I think you'll probably see a start for uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek. Um, you, you possibly might see Stephen Pedalfetta playing in number ten as well. Uh, but they don't want to get too experimental. I, I think they still they still want to get the tour off to a good positive start. Yep, I do too. Looking forward to both matches actually on Saturday. Um, TJ, always yeah, well, enjoy. Yeah, carry yeah. on. I was going to say, I'm actually, uh, my, my thing is, I, I'm, my hands are tied. I'll, I'll be calling the Japan test, um, and then I'll probably get home in time to watch the uh, delayed coverage on uh, um, on Spa, uh, sorry, on TV, was it TV3, isn't it? Yes. So perfect result you know, it, for it, you. It's, like, it, it's, it's not impossible to be able to enjoy both of those games back-to-back. You'd think so from some of the comments, and yes, it is a very very messy situation that should not have arisen but it has it's not entirely New Zealand rugby's fault mm. it's something that you'd like to think they could have done better but at the moment uh, you know it's, there's a little bit of politics in, amongst some of the coverage and a lot of it is too is just down to uh, another opportunity of, fire bullets at New Zealand rugby. I suffer this every weekend in the, in the winter, TJ, because the Warriors are always playing the same time as the Hurricanes, so I can't watch both then yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as I say, um, Japan wouldn't have been thinking about the Women's World Cup no. when, when they set the start time, and World Rugby certainly wouldn't have been thinking about the All Blacks game. And New Zealand rugby perhaps have been sort of caught in the middle of it, caught in the crossfire of it, I agree that you'd think that they could have done more, that someone sort of sh- should have seen this earlier. Uh, but it is what it is, as I say, and it's not impossible to watch watch them both, uh, you know, back to back. Perfect. Great stuff, TJ. Enjoy this weekend. Looking forward to your call. All right, mate. Cheers, buddy. Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. Uh, a couple of quick text messages have come in since our chat. I hope these so-called top schools pay their teachers the same wage as their first 15 coach. A high school prepares teens for the real world. Um, don't care about rugby, question mark. You're still a pup at 18 compared to a 21-year-old man who's been working for three years. Didn't Ireland win the Colts World Cup about five to six years ago? Have a look at them and then have a look at us. We're all grey pathways to the All Blacks. Five Super Rugby teams, 75 starting players, 45 All Blacks per year, um, 60% chance of getting a cap. New Zealand Rugby, oh, I have to go into the bigger one now because it's, it's run out on my New Zealand Rugby, oh, may have it wrong. Oh, have it way wrong. New Zealand Rugby have it way wrong. Thank you, Jimmy. Um Holler champions, I have a nomination for the most glorious sentence for your year in review. <laughs> Do you, don't read it? Okay, I won't read it. <laughs> St- um, St- 
Staffy, I sponsor an Auckland A1 team. I won't say who, but this decision is disappointing. But talking to the principal, I'm not sure if it will last more than a season. Um, yeah, I've also heard from someone, Texter, who you said, don't mention your name, I won't, that there is rumours at foot that there's going to be like a rebel first 15 competition set up with these 1A schools that are just going to depart for a year and come back. Uh, I don't know what form it will take, but that's an interesting conversation piece too, isn't it? Um, Staffy, 100% agree, re New Zealand rugby talking to us and telling us the truth. Most of us are adults and can handle the truth, except perhaps Jeremy Paul. <laughs> also, please, just talk to us. Just talk to us. Like you said, Japanese rugby has given them a reason. So tell us, and the story dies. Have NZRU not learned any lessons in the last 18 months? Cheers, Craig. Lessons, not learnings. I'm with you. Just t- Japan gave them a reason, and New Zealand rugby said, oh, okay. But then New Zealand rugby said, oh, they've given us a reason and we accept this. Accept it. We'd accept it too. If it, if it is the baseball, if it's the final of the baseball, it's a massive sport in Japan. That's our final. We're sorry, guys. We can't move it. Um, and New Zealand rugby could parry back and say, what about the next day then? Or later or earlier? Or is it, and if it's not movable, just tell us. We really, really tried. We cocked that up. We're really sorry. I think we'd swallow that. They, they've still made a mistake. And... Uh, yeah, just tell us, man. Tell us. Be our friend. We'll be back after this with, I think, the best greyhound tipster in the country. Write down some tips. I'm going to hit him some tips for tonight's races at Addington. He's a guru. He's Peter Fenimore. He's after the break. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.